Welcome to Real Life Church. For more information about our ministry and available resources, visit us online at reallifeankeny.org. Now let's join this week's service already in progress. I do have, have a, a word today uh, that I, that I want to speak, um, that, that I feel like the Lord has, has given me. And the, the message is, is on forgiveness and, and restoration. And, you know, normally when we hear this, we're always like, okay, like, I, I got it. It'll be, it'll be okay. Another message on, on forgiveness and, and restoration. But I really want to ask you guys to, to pray with me because... I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit really moves today in our hearts because I want him to identify areas in our lives where we have not forgiven other people. I want him to identify areas in our lives where we need forgiveness from God for things, things we're doing. And we, I really want him to do that because I really want there to be forgiveness released in this place today because forgiveness... It, it, it can be life changing, but you know it's kind of like I had a, I had some water somewhere to do this, but you just have to visualize with me, okay? When you have a tea bag, okay, and you put it in a glass of water or a tea mug or whatever, and and you pour the water in, or the water's already in there. What does the water do? The water extracts it out and pulls pulls the tea out so that it tastes good and has has flavor to it. And so you know it's kind of it's kind of like that in our lives. If we have if we have unforgiveness in our lives, okay, things that we haven't released, even from maybe when we were young, and we just never have released forgiveness for that, it's kind of like where, where this tea is. We go through life, okay, life starts pulling this out. We may think we are totally not impacted by not forgiving somebody else. But what we don't realize is that it's really in, impacting every part of our lives, it's really impacting. It impacts decisions that we make. It impacts how we live, and uh, and I'm going to give a personal personal testimony of that later. But um, let's let's turn to Hebrews chapter twelve, verse fifteen. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse fifteen. And as you're turning, I really do just want to give two minutes just to pray individually. Then then I'll pray aloud. Just for the Holy Spirit, ask, ask the Holy Spirit to show you areas in your life where you need to forgive others. Ask them to show you in your life where you need to release forgiveness and where you need to ask forgiveness. So let's just do that. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we can open it today and learn what you have for us. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, thank you that one of your works of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of, of sin. Lord, and that, that you can reveal and, and show us things in our lives that, that need to be changed and, and, and areas of unforgiveness that we've been 
holding on to. Lord, we just ask for you to send that, your Holy Spirit in a greater way. Identify things in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, as, as, we, as we go through life, there's been areas in my life where, where I, I have not forgiven other people or other things, or think big things, small things, and, and as, I, as I don't forgive other people, okay, I, I may have even stuffed that way down inside. You know, because naturally, what do we do? When we're uncomfortable with something, or we don't want to deal with something, we tend to fill our lives with other things. We tend to try to get busy with something else, or fill it with something else, so that we don't have to deal with what's going on in our lives. And that's why I really want us to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to show us things. Because as humans, we stuff things deep down inside and then we leave them. But just like the tea, as we go through life, they come out, they come up. And, and we're operating out of a, out of a wounded or unforgiven uh, spirit. In Hebrews twelve fifteen, it says this. It says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God... That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Or you could say, by bitterness, many become destroyed. Driving in Africa is unlike any experience you may ever have. It's very, Atlanta's been there, it's very dangerous. Okay, there is no regard for life. There's no regard for safety. There's no regard for... I mean, we see fatality accidents all the time. And it's very scary to drive there. And, and not coming from that culture, it gets very difficult. Someone, someone can cut me off or be very dangerous. And it upsets me because my family's in my car and I feel like I need to protect my family. And sometimes I can be really mad, right? Like they pull in front of me or cut me off and I have to slam my brakes. It's like, what are you doing? And uh, I can get really upset. I can honk my horn. And you know what? If, if just for example, okay, let's say that I, I get upset at this driver who just did that. And then um, it's not uncommon for another guy to almost hit me on the way to church on a Sunday morning. And then I can get even more upset. And then pretty soon I get to church. I'm like, man, I can't stand these Tanzanian drivers. They're, they're, ter- they're terrible drivers. And I still haven't forgiven the, the people who've cut me off, okay? And then I'm like, man, th- these Tanzanian drivers are terrible. Now I'm talking to the Tanzanians. They're terrible. And they're like, well, that doesn't seem very nice. And then pretty soon my heart goes from, from loving Tanzania, from loving the people of Tanzania, to really being sick and tired of the driving. And it affects my heart. And, it, and I start to get bitter and I start to not like it. And, and if I would let that continue, I could, it could even affect, affect my decision to leave Tanzania. Because I no longer love the people because I'm upset with the way they're driving. And that is, that is not a stretch of the imagination. That, people get that upset about that. And missionaries have really, um, not just that, but other things. And it's led to them leaving Tanzania. But what about husbands and wives, right? I mean, as, as husbands and wives, maybe our husbands or wife, they do something. And, and, and we don't release forgiveness into their life. What does that do? It continues to, to, to pull at us. And pretty soon we don't release forgiveness. Then they do something else. And then we're like, ah. And then pretty soon it's a wedge. It's a wedge. It's a wedge. And pretty soon we're really far apart. And we're not united like we're supposed to be. Because we didn't release forgiveness to our spouse. What about a, a member of the church? 
Right. What about what about when when you get upset with somebody else or someone offends you at real life church? It happens. Let's not pretend it happens. We're humans. We offend each other. Okay, you offend some somebody offends you and we don't we don't go to them and tell them they've offended us and forgive them. And then they do something else. And pretty soon we're talking about it to somebody else. And then pretty soon they're talking about it to somebody else. And what do we create? We just created a whole bunch of discord at Real Life Church. And it could end. That's how church splits start. That's how people get pulled away. That's how people end up getting out of church and hurt. But if they would have released forgiveness right away, it wouldn't have destroyed them. There's organizations. There are, there are, are organizations that... Good organizations that have been destroyed and have been torn down and they were doing amazing gospel work, but they've been destroyed because they of unforgiveness towards people. They got upset at somebody and they weren't willing to forgive them. Children. What about your parents? Okay, what about your parents? Sometimes. Maybe maybe your parents have done something that that in the heat of the moment. They 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 weren't exercising godly godly parenting because we're not perfect. Just to clue you in, kids, um, we're not perfect. We need to forgive our parents, and if we don't, it continues to drive our 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 parents away. It continues to drive a wedge in that relationship. And sometimes, parents, kids hurt us, and we need to forgive them because it continues to pull them away. So unforgiveness, I believe, leads to bitterness almost every time because we get so upset, we get so worked up. And bitterness, the word of God says, will destroy us if it's not dealt with. And so it says to get rid of that. You know, unforgiveness is really, is really like these suitcases, okay? If we, if we have not released forgiveness to people, if we are living in unforgiveness, okay, in circumstances with other people, okay, it's like, it's like we, everywhere we go, we are taking these weighted suitcases, okay, from whatever it is. Let's, let's say someone, someone um, said something rude to me in church, and I'm like, that was so rude. And and I'm and I and I and then they say something else. I'm like, I don't even like that person. I'm not going to sit by them at church. I'm not going to do anything. And pretty soon, like everywhere I go, and then I'm like, oh, can you believe that person? You will not believe what they said to me. And we're and we're sowing discord. And everywhere we go, we're taking this. And and until we release forgiveness, we're still carrying on to this baggage, and we're taking it everywhere we go. And what does that look like to the world? It doesn't look like we've been saved by Jesus and forgiven. All right, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse um, 31 and 32. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Releasing forgiveness. Releasing forgiveness frees us from the root of bitterness. 
It does. When we forgive people, it releases. It helps us to put that away. It lists all those things, and it says, and so forgive one another because it eradicates that. When you truly forgive somebody, you are no longer holding on to that. You're no longer holding them responsible. It doesn't mean you agree with what they did, but you're no longer holding them responsible for that. And it goes on. Um, I want to also talk about forgiveness is is commanded and and uh, modeled for us. And it says, just as you have been forgiven, I, I want to I want to continue with that in in Colossians. OK, Colossians three, 12 through 13. It says the word of God says this. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. You must we must also forgive. And why is that? It's because it's been modeled for us by Jesus. Okay, I did not deserve forgiveness from Jesus. I didn't. I was a dirty, rotten sinner, but he had so much grace and so much love and so much forgiveness that he said, Brian, no matter what you've done. It was sin. It wasn't right. But I'm choosing to forgive you, Brian, because I died for that. It's been modeled for us. It's like in it's like in um, in Matthew chapter uh, 18, which I think is in, in your bulletin. OK, it's uh, I need three helpers real quick. OK, just come come on, Jason, come on. Caden, you can come one more. Come on, Bella. Come, yeah, come on up. Don't be shy. Nothing special about this. OK, so. We'll have Jason here. He um, in Matthew chapter 18. OK, we see a uh, a a this is going to be modern day. OK, I'm just retelling the story. So uh, we see a man who had a servant named Caden and this servant uh, owed his master, his boss, a lot of money. And so uh, the boss went to collect from Caden uh, and he said, give me your money. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was really upset because he really needed his money. Okay, and uh, and Caden fell down on his knees and said, "Listen, I don't have it." Yeah, he doesn't have it. Okay, and what it equals out to was about twenty years worth of wages that he owed. About twenty years worth of wages, and uh, and 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 the boss man he wanted to sell. He was like, "I'm gonna sell Caden. I'm gonna sell his wife. I'm gonna sell his family. I'm gonna sell everybody." So that I can collect on my debt. But when Caden cried out and asked for forgiveness, his boss, he gave him forgiveness. And he 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 wiped out all of that, all of that debt. That was great. Uh, OK, and then. All right. So Caden realized that he also had somebody that uh, owed him money. And so he came to came to her, Bella, and said, Bella, you owe me money. And she said, I can't pay. She fell down on her knees. I can't pay it. I can't pay it. I can't pay it. She can't pay it. Forgive her. And what did he do? Did he forgive her? No. And it was only about, she only owed him about 20 weeks worth of wages. He just had been forgiven of 20 years so you guys can sit down thank you i appreciate that that's good give him a, give him a, a hand okay but the principle here is this is that 
we have been forgiven much. And so we also need to forgive much. Okay. And he went back. You guys know the rest of the story. Okay. And, but the principle here is that we have been forgiven of so much. How can we not release forgiveness to other people? Just doesn't seem right. Does it? It doesn't. Doesn't seem right. And so forgiveness is a commanded. We are to forgive. And it's been modeled for us. Jesus forgave us. So we also need to forgive others. Romans, Romans 5.11 says this. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to. But you can if you want. Romans 5.11. Or 10. Romans 5.10. says, For why we were yet enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And so I just want to spend just a couple more minutes because, you know what? When we release forgiveness, it, re- it, it brings restoration all the way around. It brings restoration. And it says that we were reconciled. We were enemies with God. And because Jesus died and gave his life and forgave us. We are now reconciled to God. We are restored with God. You know, it's like a boy who who goes into who has a who has a dollar. Okay, and he goes to Walmart and says and says, Dad, I really want to buy a bike. His dad says, Okay, how are you gonna pay for that? Dad, I got a dollar. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for this bike myself. And the dad says, Oh, okay, son. You know, not wanting to, to dash his, his son's dreams. And uh, he takes him to Walmart and he picks out this really cool bike, you know, it's got the flames on the side and the cool things on the spokes, and, and he says, Dad, this is the one I want. And the bike is a hundred dollars. It's a cool bike. It's a hundred dollars. And so he says, all right, son. And so they bring the bike up to the register and, and the dad says, okay, we want this bike. My son's going to pay for it. And uh, so the, the cashier says, oh, okay. And, and rings it up and says, it's going to be a hundred dollars. And the boy says, oh, okay, I, I'm paying for it. He gives the cashier a dollar and the son said, and the dad says to the son, Hey son, can you go outside for just a minute? I need to talk to this lady. We're going to get it all, all ready for you to go. So the son goes and waits outside with his mom. And while he's there, he whips out and writes the check for the $99. And, and the, so the boy thinks he, he paid for this, this bike. But what I want us to get this morning is, is sometimes we're, 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 just like, we're, we're just like this boy. Like we totally need to be dependent on God. That boy was dependent upon his dad. He didn't know it. And I'm sure later on in life he would figure out that he really can't buy a bike for a dollar. But he was so de- but. But he was so dependent on his dad, he didn't even know it. But guys, know this. In order to release forgiveness, in order to have restoration, we have got to be dependent solely upon God. It won't work without that. Being humble is having complete dependency upon God. We need to get right with God. And I, and I want to read uh, a verse out of, out of 2 Chronicles 7. Second Chronicles seven, and this is amazing. Second Chronicles seven, chapter or verse fourteen, it says, "If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways." Okay, I just want to stop real quick. If they what? If they humble themselves. 
if they humble themselves and repent, ask forgiveness of their sins, turn, it says, turn away from their sins. And then it says, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. It's really powerful if we if we dissect that. He is faith. God is always faithful and just to forgive us from our sins. So whatever, if the Lord is putting something on your heart right now and you're like, I'm really struggling with this sin, I, I need to ask forgiveness for this sin. He is going to be faithful and just to forgive that. He is going to hear that. And, he, and, and when we ask forgiveness, he's expecting us to turn away from that sin and to not go do that sin anymore. It's humbling ourselves. It's saying, God, I'm dependent on you. I'm not doing this on my own. And then what does it say? It says, he, I, I will heal your land. When we, when forgiveness comes, healing and restoration also comes. In Psalms, it says, he restores my soul. He restores it. When we, when we ask forgiveness and he gives us salvation, he restores us. He restores our soul. The very gospel message is restoration for forgiveness of sins. And when we're dealing with getting that we need, we really need to get right with God. Okay, there's there's different types of rebels. There's an assertive rebel that that's a person because because sin is basically just rebelling against God and wanting to go our own way and not be dependent upon God. An assertive rebel is a person who who says, I won't obey. No one is going to tell me what I can do. Generally, they're easy to spot. Even in the church, we have people like this. They hear the word of God, but they're like, I'm not I'm choosing not to do this because they want to go their own way. A compliant rebel is one who who does what he's asked, but does it with an unhappy heart. They're just doing it to be compliant, to make life easy on everybody. But when there's nobody else around, they're like, I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. And they do whatever they want when nobody else is around. Another type of rebel is a passive rebel. They play the, they play the victim card. I can't obey. I don't know how to obey. When they when when somebody's like, listen, that's sin. They're like, oh, I didn't know when they really did know. They're just they're just playing the victim card. They're being passive about it. We need to get right with God. If we have unconfessed sins in our lives, things that that we're like, man, I'm, I'm really I really shouldn't be doing this. We need to ask forgiveness and God will restore you. He will forgive you. We need to also get right with others. We need to release forgiveness to to those who have offended us. In 2 Corinthians 13, 2 Corinthians 13. I'm not even going to turn there. It talks about um, it talks about aim it says, you can read later, Second Corinthians thirteen eleven. For time's sake, we won't go there. Uh, aim for restoration is what it says. Comfort one another. And then it says, live in peace with one another. I'm summarizing the verse. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Live in peace. We need to get right with other people. Listen, if we, if someone has offended you in this church, if a 
pastor or, or, or someone has offended you at real life church, then you need to walk in forgiveness with them. You need, I would go to them and say, listen, I, 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 you don't have to go to them, but you can just release forgiveness because maybe they don't even know. Okay, I encourage you to go talk to them. If in, in biblically, Matthew 18, go to them and, and, and tell them. But release forgiveness in your heart towards them because when we don't, it will destroy you. Maybe it's, maybe it's to a, a parent. Maybe it's to a child. Maybe it's to somebody who did something to you a long time ago. Release forgiveness to them. Get Make Make it right. And we need to get right with ourselves. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically talk about forgiving ourselves, okay? I'm not saying that, so don't hear me wrong. We need to get right with ourselves. We need to get a right perspective is what I mean, okay? Number one, sometimes, let's say something happened to us a long time ago. Let's say someone abused us, okay? And we, and we don't release forgiveness um, to that person. We're just harboring that. We're like, I'm so angry at that person. It's just eating away at us for years and years and years. And it's impacting our, maybe even your, our own children. We, when we, sometimes we carry guilt and shame and, and those sort of things. And, and my Bible says in Romans 8, 1, that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Like, the, these women from the house, like, they feel so ashamed. They, they, they felt so, even, even once I got saved, they, they, we really had to teach them this. Like, no, listen, you are saved. You are a new person now. That old stuff you did, it's gone. It's done. You, you are a new person. You shouldn't feel condemned anymore about that. Because they're, they're like, they're, they just feel like even people at church, like, talk about them. But really, we can, we can all relate. We can. We shouldn't carry guilt and shame. So, as we finish here, because our, our time is gone. Okay, I do, want, I do want to share with you just this playing out in my own life. Okay? Because uh, I, think, I think it'll help us, us bring this. And then whatever the Lord has brought to your attention to ask forgiveness for or release forgiveness or um, give forgiveness to somebody else. Okay. I, I hope this, this will help. Okay. So when I was, when I was in college, okay, I was a freshman. My, my, uh, dad was who we grew up in. A, let me just preface this. We grew up in a, I grew up in a Christian home. Love the Lord. My parents involved in church. My parents had me involved in church. Um, I never, I never, I never heard my parents argue once. They, they, if they did, they did it somewhere else, okay? It's amazing. Um, but I can't remember one time in my childhood where they, they argued. And I, I went to, they sent me to a Christian college. You know, we got here. My freshman year, um, I get a call from my mom. And my mom is just, she is just weeping. I'm like, mom, what's, like, what's wrong? And, uh, and she told me that my dad had been unfaithful to her. He had he had had an affair and and that he was that he was leaving. And it just it didn't make sense to me. And and anger really rose up in me. I was really angry at my dad. In fact, I drove all 12 hours home to Ohio to confront him. And I was like, listen, you know what you're doing is wrong. He he didn't care. At one point, he even got he even said, mom, or he he said he said he said to my mom, listen, I 
I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? My mom said, sure, that he bought her a new ring. They got back together. I was like, yes, this is, this is, like, this is awesome. And, and he did the same thing again. And that just made it even more, like, it, it, was, it was over. Like, I was so angry and so bitter inside. And I was not going to forgive him because what he did was, was totally not okay. And so I went, I went for years I mean, I, I ended up meeting Mandy the next year and, and got married. And, um, and, I, and I, I mean, we, we asked him to come to our wedding, um, and he said he wouldn't come, um, which just made me even more bitter and angry towards my father. And as, as we went along, I didn't realize how it was impacting me. I mean, it was impacting my marriage. It was impacting my ministry. It was, it was impacting every avenue of my life. It was like the tea. It was seeping into everywhere I was. And I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even realize it till, till afterwards, um, the way it just affected me. And then I was, I was at a church service once, and the, the message was on forgiveness. And it, it had some of this, it was the same, same principles as, as today. And God just wrecked my heart. And I, I was like, I don't agree with what he did, but I, I mean, I literally, I left the message crying. I went out to my car and I called my dad. I said, Dad, you know, I, I don't agree with what you did. It was wrong. It was sinful. But Dad, I, I forgive you and I, and I love you as, as a son. And that was, that was like the biggest weight had just fallen off. It was like I had just been freed. And and the crazy thing is, it's like my dad and I hadn't talked like since I came to Ohio and really told him how I felt. I mean, we never talked again since then. And then I call him up and say, Dad, listen, I forgive you. You know what? You know what happened? I'm not just telling you a biblical principle. This happened. Like I can testify this. What happened was my relationship with my dad, it started being restored little by little. Like we had a, a relationship again. We we to this day, I mean, we don't we're we're not like best buddies like it used to be, you know, but we, our relationship is still being restored. He's married that lady. My mom's gotten remarried. We can all be in this before we left for Africa. We were all in the same room together and we can talk and enjoy each other. I mean, that would have never happened. I believe if there wouldn't have been, I know it wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have made that phone call and said, dad, I forgive you. And that was really hard. But what I'm saying today is like when we release forgiveness, God brings healing. And some of us have been carrying stuff all along. Some of us, you, maybe you're like me. Maybe it's happened a long time ago. Maybe it happened when you were, when you were a child. Maybe it happened um, when, when you, know, you were an adult. But maybe it's happened a while ago. Maybe you're walking through something right now that you're, that you're like, I'm not willing to forgive anybody right now. Maybe you're walking through it right now. And, and everywhere we go... We are we are carrying this this unforgiveness this unforgiveness and then and then what happens okay when we start to unpack everything and we start to to really ask the Holy Spirit to show us things and He starts revealing things in our life you know maybe we're pulling out and we're like man you know that really hurt when when my mom or dad when they yelled at me and and they and they punished me on or disciplined me unjustly maybe we're holding on to that and we're like we're like God that was so difficult but I'm choosing to forgive my parents. And we lay that down and we're, and we're freed from that. We say, you can even go to your mom and dad and be like, listen, I, I forgive you. Okay, maybe, 
Maybe, um, you know, maybe you uh, were, were maybe even sexually abused. And you've been carrying this, this weight of this anger towards somebody for years. And you're like, man, it's so hard. But you start, the Holy Spirit starts working and it's like, listen, this is affecting you. You've never forgiven this person. And you can, you can lay, that, lay that down at the feet of Jesus and say, God, help me, to, help me to forgive them and forgive them. Whatever your situation is, you can keep unpacking and unpacking. And God will release healing when we release forgiveness. And this weight, this bag that was once really heavy with, with unforgiveness. Okay. We, we unpack it, we deal with it, we release forgiveness, and now all of a sudden, it's super light. We can, we, we don't, we're not carrying anything around with us. Now we can see clearly and make godly, biblical choices that, are inhibit, that, aren't, in, uh, that aren't hindered by unforgiveness. Because you see, when we have unforgiveness, we don't see clearly. We don't. We might not want to believe something in the word of God because we're, we're, we don't want that because we're, we're not willing to forgive. And so today, okay, I, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. I, I really feel like the, the Lord just wants to release forgiveness. You know, I, I feel like there may be some people in here who also need a right perspective, um, as in, we're upset with God. We don't know why God did something in our lives, we don't know why, why maybe someone died, or maybe, maybe someone's sick, or, or maybe, you know, why why someone left. We're like, man, God, give me a new perspective. I mean, God doesn't need our forgiveness, but we need a new perspective that God knows and is sovereign and knows what He's doing. So, Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, we just ask for you to, to do a work in our lives, God. We ask for, for there to be forgiveness released. God, I pray that you bring to the surface, God, whatever, whatever Holy Spirit you spoke, God. What, maybe, maybe it's a, a, a sin that we're, that we're just never asked forgiveness for. God, I pray that there is freedom in this room today to, to, to humble ourselves before you, to repent from our sins turn away from them and God that you will restore us you will bring healing to us God and I also pray God for people who've been carrying around unforgiveness for far too long God it's weighing them down and they and they feel like they really can't can't do this God Lord I pray that they humble themselves God maybe maybe they've been uh, upset with a spouse for a very long time or with a pastor for a very long time or or with a parent for a very long time or God whatever that is God, I just pray that you you allow us, God, to be humble, to depend on you and to say, God, you are going to have to help me forgive this person. God, we're not saying we believe that what they did was maybe right, but God, we're saying we're choosing to forgive. We're choosing to release them with forgiveness. God, we ask that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'll just have Alyssa or somebody, Lou, come up and play, play music. I'm, I'm not going to say come down front. I'm not going to say stand up. 
I'm not going to say any of that because I believe this is something that's really that's really personal, and 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 you and God can can deal with this. But I just challenge you with this, okay? We're just going to take maybe two minutes, and then we and then we can go. But I want you to spend time with God, and I I want you even even if you're not ready to like let's say you can't just go right now and say I forgive you. You can you can you can give forgiveness in your heart. You can release it. You can say, and I just challenge you, this this is helpful to me to even mention that person's name. Like, listen, I, I forgive you, Dad, for 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 what you've done and to my life, to my mom. God I Dad, I forgive you. And just just do that right now.